The Step Pyramid at Saqqara, located in the great necropolis of Memphis, Egypt's capital during the Old Kingdom, is believed to be the first pyramid ever built. Known to the ancient Egyptians as Kehebhu Necheru, or Libation of the Deities, it was built for King Zoser around 2630 to 2611 BCE. Zoser was the second king of Egypt's third dynasty, and he is probably most famous for his pyramid complex at Saqqara. He is sometimes referred to as Zoser, and the Greeks referred to him as Tesorthos. His Horus name, or royal name, found on inscriptions, was Necheriket, meaning the divine of body. Some scholars believe he ruled for about 19 years, but others, by looking at cattle counts, believe it was closer to 40 years. An interesting inscription has been found at modern Aswan, detailing a claim by King Zoser. It describes Zoser's concern about the state of things at the time, and about extending the southern border of Egypt, perhaps to as far as Elephantine at the Nile's first cataract. Here, Zoser decided that land should be set aside for a temple to the god Canum to end the famine in Egypt. It also later describes Zoser trying to find the origins of the Nile floodwaters and Canum's role in the inundation. This claim at Aswan may have actually been made by the later king, Ptolemy V Epiphanes, in the guise of King Zoser. However, it shows how Zoser's monumental accomplishments continued to give him fame over 2,000 years later. The Step Pyramid was originally planned to be a mastaba, or vault tomb. However, through the power of the king and the ingenuity of his architect, Imhotep, it evolved into a pyramid. Imhotep, his name translated meaning the one that comes in peace, is widely believed to be the first architect known by name and the first medical doctor known by name. He was also a high priest, a sage, and the great vizier to King Zoser. Still, he is most well-known for his work at the Steppe Pyramid. Many artifacts of Imhotep survive, yet they usually tell us little about his life. In statues and other art forms, he is sometimes shown as an ordinary man, while others depict him as a sage, seated and receiving people. Later on, he is shown standing tall, with a godlike beard and holding an ankh and scepter. As a doctor, it is believed he wrote many medical texts detailing several medical terms and illnesses. He is also a good example of the personality cult of Kemet, the ancient name referring to the land of Egypt, showing how a learned sage or highly skilled person could become deified after death. 
This is similar to the practice of naming saints in Roman Catholicism. About 100 years after his death, Imhotep was elevated to medical demigod. Around 525 BCE, or 2,000 years after his death, he was promoted to full god and was thought to have replaced Nefertum, the lord of perfumes, in the triad at Memphis. As a god, he is sometimes thought of as the son of Ta. He is also associated with Thoth, the god of wisdom, writing, and learning. Once deified, Imhotep was provided with his own places of worship, two being the Ptolemaic Temple to Hathor at Deir el-Medina and a sanctuary at Philae where a chapel of Imhotep stands right in front of the eastern pylon of the Temple of Isis. He was later worshipped by early Christians, Roman emperors Claudius and Tiberius, and in Greece, he was connected with the god of medicine, Asclepius. Imhotep lived a long life, possibly under four different kings, and he is still most well known for his achievements at Zoser's side at the Steppe Pyramid. His tomb has not been found, but many believe it is probably at Saqqara. Research at Saqqara at the Steppe Pyramid began shortly after Napoleon Bonaparte's Egyptian campaign at the turn of the 19th century. In 1837, English researcher John Perrine discovered underground galleries and tunnels that lie beneath the main structure. Soon after, a Prussian expedition led by Carl Richard Lipsius began. Research on the Steppe Pyramid intensified in the 1920s when Cecil Firth, later joined by Jean-Philip Lauer, delved into the mysteries and intricacies of the Steppe Pyramid complex. Lauer, a French architect, became the principal excavator of the Steppe Pyramid, making it his life's work. He believed it was formed in six stages each progressively larger, until the pyramid reached its final form, three mastabas and three pyramids. The Steppe Pyramid was the first monument using limestone on a colossal scale. Stone was chosen as a material, of course, because it lasts. Mud brick had been the most common and easily available building material, but Imhotep, in constructing this complex, chose to imitate the mud-brick method of combining reed mats and mud packing by creating log beams of stone that looked like wood. He also had several facades and pillars painted red to imitate wood. The crude core of the mastaba consisted of roughly shaped stones with a layer of packing in between and sealed with a fine white limestone casing. As the mastaba began to transform into a pyramid, horizontal beds were abandoned, and the workers began to build in accretions leaning inward. 
As larger and better blocks of limestone were incorporated without packing, a higher quality structure emerged. Inside and underneath the pyramid, there are about three and one-half miles of galleries, tunnels, and chambers, which would have housed some of the king's possessions, such as pottery, statues, and food and drink vessels. The Rosicrucian Egyptian Museum helped sponsor excavations in a tiled hallway under the pyramid. About 36,000 faience tiles were strung together like a necklace and then pressed into the wall as a beautiful decoration for Zoser's tomb. Faience is a glazed, non-clay ceramic material, or silica, composed usually of crushed quartz or sand. When fired, the glaze moves to the outside to become a thin turquoise glass. This decoration was possibly to mimic a reed mat structure, and the turquoise might have also mimicked a watery effect, which would have evoked the watery association of the netherworld. For our assistance with this excavation, the Rosicrucian Egyptian Museum received some of these tiles, now located next to the step pyramid model. These chambers would all serve Zoser's spirit, or his ka, and evolved in stages like the pyramid above. The great central shaft, dug for Zoser's burial chamber, became impossible to reach as the mastaba evolved into a pyramid. The shaft was covered and a new access was built, an open stairway trench north of the pyramid temple. The step pyramid rises to a height of about 197 feet in six monumental steps and contains over 11,000 cubic feet of clay and stone. Dr. Zahi Hawass, Secretary General of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, believes that about 20,000 people worked on the step pyramid in ancient Egypt. He estimates that about 6,000 people would have been the tomb artisans and masons that would have lived in the workmen's villages near the complex. Every year when the Nile River flooded, the farmers and other workers would have to wait three months for the waters to recede before they could work again. During this time, an additional 15,000 or more people would come for civil work and assist with the building of the pyramid. The step pyramid, most likely done in six stages, probably took these workers about 20 years to complete. Several theories have arisen to explain the main purpose of the step pyramid. Some researchers describe it as a symbol of creation. Others claim it as a funerary structure. Some consider it a structure for religious worship. And still others see evidence that it was a site devoted to the celebration of the Egyptian said festival. The shape of the pyramid 
suggests its purpose might have been to serve as a stairway to heaven, helping the king reach his next life. It also might have symbolized a site of creation. The ancient Egyptians believed that all creation stemmed from a primeval mound that rose out of the primordial waters. This story might have been a reflection on the Nile flood and the fertile mounds of silt that would be left behind for the new crops. Early temples in Egypt's history incorporated a mound of earth or sand. Later temples incorporated the Benben stone, which served as a symbol of the original site of all creation. Similarly, the pyramid might have been formed after the Benben, so that, like their story of creation, Zoser's spirit could arise to his new life. Other structures in the complex are of great importance. While they were constructed for practical and functional purposes, they also might have had religious and symbolic purposes. They would have been used by high priests and royal family members for conducting ceremonies and for serving the Ka. The enclosure wall, a design taken from Mesopotamian temples, called niche brick architecture, was meant to keep people out. There was only one true entrance, used for only royal family members and high priests to enter. The other doorways seen around the perimeter of the complex are false doors, or spirit doors. Symbolically, though, the wall may have served another purpose. Similar to the enclosure walls of Egypt's temples, the enclosure wall was meant to act not only as a physical barrier, but also to act as a magical barrier, keeping the boundaries of the king centralized and keeping any chaos and disorder out of the complex. In front of the pyramid is a large courtyard with two structures shaped like the capital letter B in it. This is the Hebsed Court, and it was a place where the king would perform special rituals as part of the said festival, or royal jubilee. These rituals would grant the king rejuvenation and communion with the gods and spirits in the universe. Usually, the first of these rituals was to make an offering to the goddess Seshat Hor, who had fed milk to the infant Horus, the god of kingship. Her milk was thought of as a drink of immortality. Next, the king's officials would rededicate themselves to their king. Then, the king would run a race in the courtyard while carrying the deed of his country. When he finished the race, he would be declared young again. To the side of the Hebsed court, you can see a row of small buildings and two pavilions. The priests would lead the king to the pavilions to receive the crowns of Upper and Lower Egypt. Then, he would go to each of the small buildings, which were models of the temples and sometimes referred to as dummy buildings, as they would not serve as real temples. 
he would introduce himself to the temple god and prove to them that he had the right to rule Egypt. He would then be crowned on the platform in the complex. It is easy to see why Zoser might have constructed this ceremonial courtyard at his tomb complex. Although Zoser might be dead, he would be able to use the Hebsed court to recreate and rejuvenate himself and become young again. This festival may have been held as early as pre-dynastic times, continuing through the Pharaonic Age. It was traditionally performed after a king had ruled for 30 years, and then possibly every three to seven years after that. Queen Hatshepsut and Ramses the Great held said festivals. Even King Akhenaten performed said festivals, though he did it a little differently. Traditionally, the king would be the only participant and would run alongside an apis bull. But for Akhenaten's ceremonies, his wife Nefertiti and his six daughters seem to have had a role as well thus reinforcing the belief that Akhenaten was a family man. Some modern historians believe that Zoser's complex was not meant as a final resting place for the king, and that it was not necessarily a funerary complex, but was instead a said complex built for performing these rituals. The Egyptians believed that there was a physical realm and a spiritual realm as well, called the Duat. It was through the specific rituals and rites of the said festival that the Egyptians could connect with the spiritual and mystical realms. The elements in the Step Pyramid complex were to help the deceased king transcend and live eternally. These same elements may have been used during the king's lifetime to achieve a similar but symbolic transcendence. The temple models, for instance, have entrances, niches for statues, and holders for torches, all of which could have been used for rituals by the living king. The step pyramid was more than a symbol of the primeval mount, it was a platform for the deceased king, linking earth and heaven. Details of the said festival and the coronation of the king are contained in inscriptions at the complex. A stepped mound is indicated as his throne for the said festival, so the pyramid could have been built as a coronation throne on a massive scale. The pyramid probably functioned as a platform for the living king, linking the physical realm with the mystical realm. Many details conflict with the theory that the complex was constructed simply as a funerary complex and support the hypothesis that it functioned primarily as a said festival site for King Zoser. The South Tomb can also be seen in the corner of the courtyard and would serve as a duplicate of Zoser's burial chamber. High priests and royal family members would come here bringing offerings for Zoser's spirit. The Serdab, 
an open courtyard, usually containing a statue of the deceased, is located in the northern part of the complex, and in the center stands one statue of Zoser, his eyes gazing up to the polar stars, which would never set, a pose that was meant to help grant Zoser immortality. The entire steppe pyramid had one goal, to make the king live forever, and to make him king for all eternity. Although Imhotep's mummy has not been found, nor has his tomb, some remains have been found at the steppe pyramid that were believed at one time to be that of King Zoser. A completely intact left foot and some other remains were found in his burial chamber, yet recent carbon dating has placed it centuries earlier than Zoser. So both Zoser and Imhotep remain somewhat of a mystery to us. Zoser's grand tomb is still visited today by many people and offered by travel companies as a must-see site, showing that Zoser truly was immortalized, still being visited over 4,600 years after his death. After the steppe pyramid at Saqqara came many others, stepped at first, and then true pyramids with flat slanted sides. The bent pyramid is a great example of the first attempts at a true pyramid. When it was constructed, Pharaoh Snefru seemed so determined to achieve the true pyramid that he sacrificed quality like that in Zoser's step pyramid. In the construction, Snefru ordered low-quality blocks for building and limestone rubble for packing. This poor packing caused large gaps in between the blocks and weakened the structure of the pyramid. What we see happening today is that halfway up the pyramid, the angle shifts to counteract this problem, giving the pyramid a noticeable bend. The pyramid age reached its perfection at the Giza Plateau, originally started by Khufu and continued by Khafre and Menkare. The three pyramids at Giza show the true ingenuity and magnificence of the skills of the ancient Egyptians. The three pyramids on the plateau are all impressively aligned and masterfully constructed. The Pyramid Age continued until about 1500 BCE, when pharaohs began to build rock-cut tombs, like those in the Valley of the Kings, in an attempt to hide their funerary possessions from tomb robbers. <laughs>